0: This podcast of The Michael Graham Show is brought to you by Matt Hermes. If you have a high-end home and you're looking to sell, call Matt at Keller Williams Realty. Matt Hermes specializes in luxury homes in areas like Hamilton Mill, Sugarloaf, Chateau Elan, and more. For more information, visit atlantahomesguru.com forward slash radio.
1: told Israeli TV Channel 2, the president said to him, quote, You know, I think I'm the closest thing to a Jew that has ever sat in
2: this office. It seems some wives are going around bragging these days about a bonus they're getting that's been granted by their husband.
0: In what many are now calling the Ferguson effect, murders in Atlanta, up 32% as of mid-May.
2: This is The Michael Graham Show on News Radio 1067. That's all we needed, a Druish princess. Funny, she doesn't look Jewish.
0: Good morning, it's 9.05 on News Radio 106.7. I am Michael Graham, your host, MC, star of the show, renowned, spoiler of women, known enemy of the jihad, the geekiest white guy east of the Mississippi, and I would happily Happily take this deal that this, these husbands have worked out in the Richie Rich corners of New York, where they pay their wives a quote wife bonus close quote. Have you heard about this? The wives get part of the guy's money. Part? How'd you work out that scam? Well, they, they think they're winning. I'm sorry. I, I must be doing this totally upside down. My wife gets all of my money. I assume you're all like me. I get a check. It goes into the account. My wife, something happens to it. And that's so if I could work out a deal where I actually get to keep some of my own money, that would be great. I'd, wife's bonus. I'm, I'm, I'm working on the husband's allowance system. Uh, it's just one of the many mysteries of life that we will consider today. And I'll explain more about the, what the wife's bonus actually is uh, coming up here on The Michael Graham Show. I can't do the this, though, this crazy little thing without you. This is your show. It's our show. We do it together. Uh, and so uh, give me a call at 844-404-1067 or email me, michael at com. Definitely want to hear from you. And also later in the show, and, I'm, and I'm, I mean it. I There's no sucking up in the this is our show together. I don't do my show with half my brain hidden behind my sphincter or whatever. I am not I'm just, I'm I'm as puzzled by the world oftentimes as you are. For example, President Obama, can we all agree, President Obama, love him or hate him, is an odd duck. He's a little different kind of a guy. I mean, it's all, you know, the academia versus just, you know, the regular world. He's an an unusual fellow. And he said a lot of things that I didn't understand, wasn't really sure what's going on but this may be the weirdest thing president obama has ever said david axelrod told israeli
1: tv channel 2 the president said to him quote you know i think i'm the closest thing to a jew that has ever sat in this office for people to say that i'm anti-israel or even worse anti-semitic it hurts Uh, i'm 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 sorry mr what did you say the president said to him, quote, You know, I think I'm the closest thing to a Jew that has ever sat in this office. Okay. I,
0: what? 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 What does that even mean? I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I don't, I'm not saying this in the, you know, why would the president say if you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor, you know, when you, knew, you know it. This isn't about politics. What does that sentence mean? Barack Hussein Obama. I'm the closest thing to a Jew who's ever... And he said it like that. I'm the closest thing to a Jew. Really? It's like Woody Allen in the movie Manhattan. I'm telling you, they're anti-Semitic. What do you mean? Every time they ask about lunch, it's always, I had lunch already. Did you? Did you? What? So, in all seriousness, I need help. Uh, Unlike Barbara Billingsley in Airplane, I do not, in fact, speak Jive. And... I also don't speak Obama I, I admit it mysteries have flown past me because I just don't get I do not understand the words coming out of this man's mouth I don't understand it so for those of you who speak Obama those of you who understand President Obama you think you kind of a bead on what he's thinking and what he wants to do would you mind translating for me Michael Graham what does the president mean when he says this the president said to him quote
1: you know i think i'm the closest thing to a jew that has ever sat in this office what
0: what What? what do you what i i literally don't understand that sentence he might as well be speaking authentic frontier gibberish i have no idea what he's saying so if you can help out i am utterly confused at 844-404-1067 that's
2: all we needed A druish princess. Funny. She doesn't look druish.
0: Mr. President, funny, but you don't look druish. I'm totally uh, befuddled by this. But I want to start because the event is coming up in uh, just a couple of hours here at City Hall. Uh, Mayor Kasim Reed, good friend of my... In the show. I uh, got a notice yesterday along with the rest of the media that the city is having a uh, Atlanta Hawks appreciation event today at City Hall at 1130. Now, when someone tells me that a major American city, one of the 10 largest cities in the country, is having a rally for a professional sports team, NBA, NFL, NHL, whatever, and the mayor is inviting us to come celebrate. What is my first thought? What is your first thought? Oh, my gosh. What did we win? This is absolutely fantastic. What did we win? Um, Brandon, our executive producer and also a uh, big-time sports guy, Mayor Kasim Reed will host an appreciation rally for the Atlanta Hawks. He calls it the Hawks Day Celebration. What What did the Hawks win?
1: Um... The right to get swept by the Cavaliers and LeBron James?
0: Could you be a little more positive? About, what did the, the technically speaking, they came in what fourth? Fourth in the, tied for third, something like that. Either yeah, t- the, third place They had the best record. Uh, so what of about all the, the losers? W- will the Cleveland Cavaliers be showing up in Atlanta today to celebrate? No, no. Why? Gotta, what are they doing? They got to get ready for the NBA Finals. We'll start oh, tomorrow. wait, wait. We we haven't even had the finals yet. No, no. It starts tomorrow. So we haven't even we don't even know who the winners are. But we're already handing out the consolation prize.: The winner could be the team that swept you in three game, in four, four. games.:
1: <laughs> Well, really, it was over in three, let's be honest. watch it. <sighs> I, I, I,
0: just, I don't understand this. Uh you're a big uh big uh, like says big sports guy. The Georgia Bulldogs mm-hmm. have won uh how many national championships? One with the Great Buck Baloo. Well actually, I mean it depends on how you measure cuz they have some back before the pre-modern yeah. system they were named the national champs actually a total of four times if you want to stretch it but whatever. But they've won national championships, right? Yeah. How many Georgia Bulldog rallies have we had when they came in eighth? You know, on the uh, coaches' I polls. I
1: seemingly, seemingly do not remember a rally for the Bulldogs after they lost the SEC championship. You don't remember I, I don't this? Remember I don't, I'm
0: trying to think of when the, when the Georgia Bulldogs were not, in fact, the national champions. Yeah. How many rallies do we have in Athens for the, hey, you were ranked fourth yeah. by the AP?
2: I don't, I don't remember those rallies.
0: You don't remember those no, rallies? I'm no. trying to think because I, you know, yeah. I, 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 I grew up in the South. We, we don't have a lot of professional sports. We don't, you know, that's just, we're a college sports country. That's why I don't really follow professional sports. Uh, So I always did it on the NCAA standard. And, you know, South Carolina Gamecocks, go Cox, that whole bit. So I went to New England, and not only do they have professional sports teams, but they have, like, right at the moment, a lot of good ones. So I was there when the Red Sox won a World Series, and guess what they had? A big rally. A parade. The uh, Celtics won the NBA. And what did they have? Riots in Vancouver, party in Boston. The Bruins, who had not won a uh, uh, Stanley Cup in 40-some years, when they – I was there for eight years. They won one Stanley Cup. How many Bruins rallies did the city of Boston have? One for
1: the Stanley
3: one. Cup. One,
0: exactly. They didn't have any for the – you went to the Stanley Cup final for you almost won the Stanley Am I missing something here? Here is my theory at eight four 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 zero four one zero six seven. The only places that have rallies for when you don't win are places that don't expect you to win. Bulldogs expect, and I think rightly so, that Georgia will win another national championship. One day. They will. No, no, I I have no doubt they will. They'll be in the hunt, you know, year after year, once you get rid of your overrated coach, Mark Richt, and uh, they'll win a national championship. Seriously, Mark Ript is the Bobby... um, Bobby Cox. Yeah, Bobby Cox of the NCAA. He can take an A-plus team and turn into a great B-plus team. Um, But uh, so I I have confidence that the Bulldogs are going to win. I have confidence that, you know, other uh, Alabama is going to win. I I have confidence that a lot of teams. And therefore, those bases don't have we didn't win parties. What does it say about Atlanta that they're having a we didn't win party? Not just anywhere, but at City Hall, led by the mayor. Am I wrong at 844 This is basically a participation trophy event. This is the Everybody Gets a Cupcake Rally. Sprinkles are for winners. Thank you very much for reminding us. So will you be at the participation trophy rally today, 844 And what do you do when your kids' teams have everybody get a cupcake day, trophies for people who participated. What do you do with those trophies when you get them? Do you go to your kids with these events? You tell me, I'm Michael Graham, but.
2: Michael Graham now, in the camera at noon, on News Radio 1067.
4: I can't
5: believe you don't want to go to your own son's graduation. It's
2: not a graduation. He is moving from the fourth grade to the fifth grade.
0: It's a ceremony. It's psychotic. They keep creating new ways to celebrate mediocrity. <laughs> It's 921. I am Michael Graham. Welcome to Generation Cupcake America, where everybody gets a cupcake. Everybody gets a trophy. Here's a little advice from that great philosopher Flo from Progressive for Mayor Kasim Reed. Sprinkles are for winners. That's right, Mr. Mayor. Sprinkles are for winners. And yet we're having a participation trophy rally event uh, at 11:30 at City Hall too, and to me that all adds to it. The mayor's leading it; he's the one who declared it to Hawks Day. Uh, he's the one. Here's the official: uh, Kasim Reed to host Hawks Day celebration at Atlanta City Hall to celebrate their 66 and 22 regular season record. I'm, I'm sorry. What? So did they win? Uh no, they didn't win. So why are we celebrating? And this is my question for you as a parent, as a mom and dad. What do you do when your kids' team, the you know, fourth-grade soccer team, the fifth-grade softball team, have a participation ceremony? What do you do when your kids bring home the M- M- Most Spirit Award, which is the one that my son got a lot in basketball because he sucked as badly as his dad did? What do you do? You may hear the uh, Atlanta Sports Update Braves updates so with our good friend Tug from over at uh, uh, Kicks. Uh, and Tug I has been dragged into the studio against his will. No, it's not at uh, all the Tug, case. You're a you're a father.
5: Yes. Yes. Of how many kids? Uh, just one. Jacob is. Uh, that you know 10. of? That I uh, know. I was in the navy. <laughs> <laughs> kidding.
0: So Jacob is ten, and he's a, a budding young athlete. I understand.
5: Yeah. yeah, he plays a lot of ball, and, and he's uh, been
0: playing since he was very young. Yeah, I feel like
5: four, you know, and, and since four. Yeah, he's been he wow. started soccer at four and t-ball at four, and sure. You know, so now he's uh, ten, almost eleven. Now, and does he
0: have any trophies for his?
5: Of course, of course, you get you know you get. The ones, especially when they're playing like rec ball, you know, uh, everybody gets a trophy, that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Uh, now he's moved on. He he plays travel baseball, which is you know kind of a, a, a different world it's altogether. An insane, yes, yeah. it's an it's insanity, no question. So those trophies they typically have to earn, mm. and so what we do at our
0: house. Um, At the is, stately tug mansion. Yes, that's right. Stately tug manor. We walk. We there. we go up the driveway. Yeah. The, the butler greets us. Yes, yeah. There's none and, of that. We, none we of come that. In, we walk in the double wide, and what happens?
5: That's exactly. That's closer to the <laughs> truth. You know, you know what? We take we take the trophies and divide them up. Oh, and we talk about it on the you know what on the way home or the, the next day. We're like, okay, this is a trophy that everyone got. We didn't do a lot to earn this. We were just kind mm. of there and and, and It was fun. Whatever and so we'll put those trophies um in one area they usually mm-hmm. sit on a little shelf and then the ones that he earns we always put those together and we talk about it like i said at some point where should said trophy that we right. just received go what what do you think and he'll say, you know what? This is kind of one that everybody got. We'll put it over here. Or this is one we really worked hard. We earned right. this trophy, and I'm very proud of it. I want to put it over here.
0: So your 10 year old understands the, the two, the dimensions. Yeah, we talk about it. Right. We talk about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is because I, I want him to
5: understand that, that there is a difference right. in working hard and achieving and then being given something.
0: We're talking about Buddy Tug from uh, Kicks, also takes care of the uh, Braves uh, updates for us. So if you were a Hawks player today and you were standing there, being rallied while you knew that the Cavs were practicing for the, for the finals. How would you feel, or how do you think your son would feel?
5: I mean, I, I don't know. I yeah, I'm sure he would get caught up in the moment, just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. And everybody wants a pat on the back. I mean, it's it's a good thing to get give a pat on the back here and there, I suppose. And and it was a, a season that that they've never experienced. It was a great season. You know, that it was I don't a surprise. That... I mean, no one yeah, saw it it coming. That was the so. best part. Was yeah. a
0: surprise. So I think it's great that you say way to go, but yeah, sprinkles are for winners. Yeah, is that's what, what I'm thinking. You know, that's, that's what, exactly I'm, right. that's what, I'm, what so, I'm thinking. So if you got a trophy, so know. if you got a trophy today as Atlanta Hawk, would it go on your no, little would, shelf in the no, bathroom, no. or would it go no. show on the big shelf right there over the TV? Yeah,
5: exactly like your MVP award or something. Yeah, or, <laughs> or your your college, you know, most valuable player on the team. I don't know. I, yeah, you definitely wouldn't be too. I don't think you get too amped up about it. You're like, all right, thank you for recognizing that we had a spectacular season, but, you know, we got more work to do, clearly.
0: Tug, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, man, us, thanks for having to me. Your, to your son. And by the way, we we have you back, we'll talk about fixing games in the Travel League and how much money you can make. <laughs> Absolutely, it's a Let great, great deal. <laughs> 844-404-1067. So are you thrilled, along with Mayor Reed, to be celebrating not winning? Or is this like the fourth grade to fifth grade graduation ceremony that uh, your uh, kids went to. And what do you do when your kids get, everybody gets a trophy, trophies? Do you honor them? Do you go to the ceremony? Do you cheer them on? Uh, Mike, you are on with Michael Graham.
6: Hey, Mike, this is embarrassing. I, I would say it's like treating our Atlanta Hawks like little leaguers. I mean, big Al Hoffert's up there. Oh, yeah, look, I, I did good. <laughs> I mean, it, it, come on, man, it's embarrassing. I would not go. I would I would boycott the darn thing and never go. You know, this reminds me back when Missy Franklin comes home from the Olympics, a gold medalist, and her high school says you can't compete in high school because you're Olympian. Right. What does that mean? Why are we dumbing down our competition? We're dumbing down America. Everybody's equal. It's got to stop. This isn't Little League. There's winners. There's losers. The big men in the NBA know that.
0: I'm with you. I'll put it this way. I don't think there'll be a lot of other cities where their team doesn't win the NBA championship, where they're having a mayor invite you to city hall to celebrate rally, Eddie, you're on the air with Michael Graham.
6: Hey, Eddie. I'm. Um, um, hello, Michael. Hi, how you doing? This, doing great, I've uh, uh, Got a question. Okay, he's spending so
3: much money on this. Okay, and I understand the Hawks did a fantastic job. Absolutely. This year, but uh, why spend money uh money where that money could go somewhere else uh, to help the neighborhood and everything else? Instead of spending money, it's only for his gratitude. That's the problem. I know they have to try a little harder to make you know uh, to do a fantastic job for next mm-hmm. year, but this is a bunch
6: of uh, hogwash.
0: Eddie, thank you for keeping the language clean. And we're going when we come back, we got more on this and more on the bigger issue of is this move over the past twenty years from every you winners get trophies to everybody gets a cupcake is that a good thing? Do you think that we have a self-esteem problem in America? Because self-esteem is behind this Atlanta Hawks, we didn't win, but we're celebrating anyway. But it's not the Hawks' self-esteem. I think the Hawks—they—they get it. There's somebody else who's got a self-esteem issue, Uh, and I will explain when I come back. And I won't tell you his name, but his initials are Kasim Reed.
7: Sprinkles are for winners.
0: Michael Graham, did President Obama really say, I'm the closest thing to a Jew to ever be president? Uh, yes, he really did. I don't understand what, what it means. Uh, it, do the new polls really show that President George W. Bush is more popular than Barack Obama? Yes, they really do. Uh, and is murder up in Atlanta so far this year by 30 percent? Apparently so, and some are attributing it to the so-called Ferguson effect. We've got all that coming up here on The Michael Graham Show. But right now we're talking about how we choose to raise our kids and uh, something that Reason Magazine calls the Participation Trophy Generation. And I want to share some numbers with you because I think these numbers are fascinating. Uh, Reason Magazine polled people and they asked a very simple question. When kids play in sports or school competitions, academic competitions, should A, all the kids get trophies, or B, only the winners get trophies? And before I tell you the answers and breakdowns here, just think about your answer to that. Just generally speaking, your kid comes home, like, Mom, I got an award. Do you want that to be an award because everybody got an award? In which case, is it really an award? Because remember, if everybody's super... Then nobody is, uh, or do you want it to be an award that they because other people lost? Do you want your kids to get an award because other people lost? Uh, here's the uh, breakdown on the answers by age. People who are over sixty-five overwhelmingly two to one. In fact, almost yeah, more than two to one say you should only get a trophy if you win. People fifty-five to sixty-four, solidly. Say, yep, you got to win to get a trophy, 57 to 38%. But then the numbers start declining. For example, uh, well, the 45 to 54 crowd, it's down to 57%. Yes, you got to win, 41%. No, everyone should get them. Until you get to the 35 and youngers, 35 and youngers, it's about a 10 point margin. Yes, you should win. 18 to 24, listen to this. Americans under the age of 25, a majority say all the kids should get a trophy. 51 to 49 percent, all kids get trophies. And this has been a trend if you look at the line, the younger you get, the more likely you are to say, "Oh, come on, let everybody win." Oh, well, do you have to have winners? Why does somebody have to win? And uh, this, you know, forget, you know, look past the Hawks getting their participation trophy today. Apparently, the slogan of the NBA in Atlanta, at least, is, uh, if you had fun." then you won. That's what the little stickers say. That's what the little participation awards say. When the kids, when your kid comes home with a medal for being in a soccer team that played 10 games and lost nine of them, and your kid was a goalie and gave up triple-digit <laughs> scores, he gets a little medal that says, if you had fun, then you won. Do you agree, 844-404-1067, and does it concern you that once you hit your 30s and younger you start saying everybody should win what's the problem why why would you discriminate between the winners and the losers is this for I mean for example do you think that this is part of a social justice kind of thing do you think that this is making america better do you think it's not a big deal cuz see this is why the uh mayor reed doing this event today has so much impact on me. I think this is a huge problem. I think when you've got enemies in the world who are willing to live in caves, sleep on the ground, strap explosives to themselves or their own children to kill you. And you're sending back at them people going, where's my award? Well, I I, the America is not a country the same way that Germany, France, uh, Saudi Arabia are countries. Those places, they were, there were already common cultures there before someone drew a map and said, this is going to be a country now. The French already had French people. The British already had the Angles and the Saxons. America is a country based entirely on the character of its people. You are America. If you choose to be smarter... If you choose to exercise a little bit more, if you choose to work a little harder, then America gets smarter, wealthier, and more fit. If you choose to be a lazy oaf, laying on your sofa, smoking pot, and eating Cheetos, then we become Cheetos Nation. If we choose to raise our kids to say, I don't know why the winners should win. Why can't everybody win? Then that's going to be America. And we're going to have to fight people who are willing to kill themselves to win with a group of people who are standing on the front lines going, why are you shooting at me? Why can't we all just shoot together? why do you have to blow me up? Ah, I think this is very, very bad. Is Kasim Reed making America suck? I mean he's a small player or whatever. But he's not helping. Having a participation award ceremony for the Hawks today is not helping. He's part of the problem. Now why is he doing it? Because he lost the Braves. It was the incompetence of Kasim Reid, the inability to bring the city together, to put a package together so that the Braves could stay at the Ted. and So you've got a beautiful baseball stadium that has easily another 20, 25 years of life in front of it. That's going to be pushed over. And the Braves are going to flee Kasim Reed city because of his poor management and lack of vision. So he needs this hug. This is a hug for Kasim as much as it's a hug for anyone else. It's because of his political problems. Uh, Also, it's interesting. He was upset that I was mocking this on Twitter yesterday so he tweeted me a defense. But when I tried to retweet, send his tweet out for everyone to see and respond to, I couldn't. You know why? I'm blocked. So he's talking to me, but he's still blocking me on Twitter. 844-404-1067. Josh is on the air with Michael Graham. Go ahead, Josh.
3: Yeah. Uh, I was hearing you say you uh
0: Hello? Okay, well, I tell you what, Josh, not everyone gets to make a phone call. So, rehearse it a couple times. Get what you, your thoughts in your head. No, I mean it. And then call back. We want to hear from you. We want to hear from Brandon. We want to hear from Alan.
2: Michael Graham now in the camera at noon on News Radio 1067.
0: Everybody get up. Michael Graham, so a poll shows that when it comes to young people, Kasim Reed is on the right page having a participation trophy ceremony for the Atlanta Hawks today. A majority of people 25 and younger and a close to majority of people 30 and younger say everyone should get a trophy, not just the winners. Do you agree? Eight four 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 zero four one zero six seven. Uh, Or do you agree with me that that's a problem for America as a whole? Let's go to Sherry. Sherry, you're on the air. Thank you for the call.
7: Thank you, Michael. Um, I'm thinking back, and I'm part of that oldest group that you're looking at there Mm -hmm. with results from it. And I look back at having three sons who have been part of sports. One who was a golfer, an outstanding golfer, and still is. And that's a personal sport. And you increase your skills personally. But I also have had baseball and football players starting out in little league uh you know and and middle school or uh, beginning uh sports when they were young and had they not had the encouragement they work with a team Mm -hmm. now other people on the team may not be as good as they are some of them might be better than they are and when they win or they lose by one touchdown or one ball hit Mm -hmm then I think we really need to look at are we with our young people and I've been an educator for thirty some Mm -hmm. years and what I look at it is is that without encouragement from family and friends, some of the students who could be outstanding later never try that. They just are not risk takers for that. So if you have a baseball team with your kids
0: and they're out and they're playing So you have a baseball team with your kids Mm -hmm. and they're out and playing and they uh come in third. You think they should get uh-huh. a trophy too, just like the people who came in first?
7: I don't know that they should get a trophy, but I think there should be some recognition that they did well. Were they good mm-hmm. sports? Were they did they try the very best? So there should be, a, next there year should be an there should be an effort do. award. An effort award, absolutely. Uh huh. If they put in effort for that. Rather than Sherry,
0: thanks for the call. I'm not doing to cut you off, just gonna get as many people on here as we can. Effort awards. That's what, that's, that's what they're doing at City Hall today. The Hawks get an a, Atlanta, a big Atlanta A for effort. Is that what you want your kids to learn? Let's ask Brandon. Brandon, you're on the air. Thanks for the call.
3: Hey, it's good to speak to you again. Uh, Yeah, I just wanted to be the voice of my generation. I'm 22 years old, Mm -hmm. and uh, I grew up actually doing competition fighting mixed martial arts, and uh, I was taught if you lost, you got your butt kicked. (laughs) And (laughs) so uh, for, for me, that's, you know, you don't want to teach kids that it's okay to lose because that'll transfer over into their adult life. When you're in the career field, if you're not coming in first place and you're okay with that, you're never Mm going to progress. You're never going to get further in life and being a better achiever. And I think it's the failure failure that actually drives people to want to be better. If they're rewarded for failing, why would Mm -hmm. they ever want to succeed?
0: Look, I'm with you completely, and uh, thanks for the call, Brandon. I appreciate the fact that you called because while a majority of people your age, Brandon, want everyone to get a trophy and everyone to get a cupcake, uh, not all do. Almost half don't. And we need to remind ourselves that there are a lot of people in their 20s, early 30s, who have the common sense American worldview that made us work, that succeeds. They're the reason why President Obama's poll ratings are so far below the typical president. The reason why he's struggling, he's losing these young people because they're looking at them and going, this sucks. I love that effort part that Sherry called in, the effort part. Uh, Brandon, how many trophies did you get for effort when you were a kid?
1: Uh, I got the best of the losers
2: trophy (laughs) one year called the Sportsmanship Award. That
0: is the best of the losers. Did you know I'm not making this up? There are schools that have stopped giving out honor roll acknowledgements because it makes the kids who don't get the honor roll feel upset. By which I mean it makes the parents of the kids who don't get honor roll upset. And you know what they replaced with? I'm not making this up. Public schools in New England, I know for a fact, some of them have Effort rolls. Sounds like something you eat. Effort. <laughs> <laughs> effort roll. Sounds like something that's really like hard Kids, to get through. Kids, if you're going to bring home an effort roll, you should just go ahead and eat it because Very I don't frustrated. want it in my. The effort roll. Hey, you got a D, but boy, you really studied hard to suck. Is this. I'm. I'm once again, Flo has all the answers.
7: Hey, big guy. I heard you lost a close one today. Look, Jamie, can't win them all. Thanks, Flo. Okay. Let's go get you an ice cream cone, champ. And sprinkles? Sprinkles are for winners.
0: I understand. I understand, too. Uh, 844-404-1067. By the way, coming up later in the show, your chance to win a four-pack of tickets to go to the Business Jenner's special uh, June Thursday, June 11th and watch the Braves. And don't forget, uh, June 9th, it's David Justice Bobblehead Night. Uh, first twenty thousand fans presented by Delta Airlines. So uh, David Justice fans, uh June ninth will be your chance to pick up your David Justice bobblehead from our friends of the Braves. Of course, we have the Braves games here uh every day and night on News Radio one oh six seven. Um and uh, how many awards did the Braves get for not winning the World Series? How many awards did they? I'm trying to just think any any I don't how many? Uh technically fourteen. <laughs> Why? Because of all. Because they won the division. Yeah, but how many. So. Yeah, but they. Did we have parties? Did Atlanta have a party every time the Braves won the division? They shouldn't have. They should have been humiliated that you had that much talent on one team and you couldn't win more than one World Series. That's what should have happened. We got more kind of on that. Yes, President Obama really said it. Quote, I'm the closest thing to a Jew to ever be president. I wonder if he mentioned that to the Reverend Jeremiah Wright. During the 20 years he spent in his church, we'll ask Jamie Weinstein of The Daily Caller about that astonishing story. I'm Michael Graham. Good morning, it's 10.05 on News radio 106.7. I yeah, Michael Graham. You should follow me on Twitter, I am M. Graham, because if you did, you would know about the greatest thing ever on the interwebs. It's the Hold a Coke with Your Boob Challenge. And I've got the link up on Facebook and link on Twitter. Guys, you definitely want to see this is a cause we can all get behind to fight breast cancer and see boobs, which is pretty much just what the male experience is all about. Speaking of boobs, what, I, I, I need somebody who speaks Obama to translate this statement for me.
1: David Axelrod told Israeli TV
0: Channel 2,
1: the president said to him, quote, You know, I think I'm the closest thing to a Jew that has ever sat in this office. For people to say that I'm anti-Israel or even worse, anti-Semitic,
0: it hurts. Now, I've seriously, I've listened to this. I've read news reports about it. I've, I've listened to it a thousand times. The president said to him, quote, You know, I think I'm the closest thing to a Jew that has ever sat in this office. And it makes no sense to me, so I decided to turn to someone much smarter than I, Jamie Weinstein with DailyCaller.com, who wrote about this uh, today. Jamie, welcome back to the show. Well, thanks for having me. So my lovely bride is in the tribe, so I'm her token goy toy. And I asked her about <laughs> this. Actually, she we watched it on Fox News last night, and she, I thought she was going to burst of vein. She was so mad. And she spun around on me and said, if he's the closest thing to a Jew to be in the White House, am I the closest thing to an African-American that you're going to be married to? And I didn't know how to answer her question, Jamie. What What is the president? I don't even understand what he was trying to say.
6: Do you? Yeah, well, first of all, I mean, it's clear he lives in a world of delusion. This is just further evidence of that. But, but that's the key point. What does that even mean? He's the closest thing to a Jew in, in the White House. It's not as if all Jews have the same ideology. They have all the same type of uh, would act the same way in office. What, what, I don't even understand, as you said, what he's trying to say. I mean, uh, you could have a, a Jew who is, uh, has, has certain values and a Jew who has different values or a Jew who's a different political orientation than than another. What What is he even saying? As you know, as someone who uh, only in the last decade was on a college campus, Many of the anti-Israel groups are led by Jews, uh, some, as well as the pro-Israel groups. So it's not like a, a Jew has a single orientation to dealing with Israel either. Uh, so it, it, you know, it's just a baffling statement. Doesn't doesn't really mean anything. But, what, uh, but so well sure, then, then the, why the, the, why would
0: here. he say it? Why? And, 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 I, I mean, in and, and everything about it, the tone, the closest thing to a Jew. I mean, my wife was so she was like Woody Allen at the beginning of the movie Manhattan. No, I telling they're-Semitic. they always ask me, "I've had lunch yet. Did you? did you sure. have a, and, and I'm like, baby, I don't know what to say. I, it makes no sense to me either. I think he's just revealing yet again the animus that people suspect he has towards Israel.
6: I you know, I just think it, it's just a sign of delusion. I, I think he might you know spend a lot of time with people at J Street, which is this left wing uh, supposedly pro-Israel organization that mm-hmm. seems only to attack Israel. Uh, and think that, oh, that is what all Jews must believe, and therefore I'm, maybe I'm close to a Jew because I have the same position as J Street, uh, and I attack Benjamin Netanyahu all the time. Uh, who knows what he is thinking? Uh, it's just a, it's a baffling statement. Uh, I mean, this do you think, is, think it's uh, the divided, minority
0: card? Do you, do you think it's that uh, you know, black Americans are minority in America, Jewish Americans are minority, therefore, since I'm a minority, he could have said I'm the closest thing to a Hispanic, I'm the closest thing to an Asian, I'm the closest thing to a Mormon. He could have just picked any group other than, I guess, uh, you know, white Anglo-Saxon Protestants and said that.
6: Mm-hmm. Well, that's an interesting interpretation. Maybe he is mm-hmm. saying that I know what it's like to be a minority uh, in, in, in this country, uh, therefore I'm I am like— a Jew, but I mean that that's still, I mean that maybe that's what he believes, but I don't think uh, you know that necessarily qualifies him to uh, claim the mantle right. of America's first Jewish president. Um, but you know, I, I will—I will say this, you know, I—I've I've read his biography uh, that he wrote, you know, the—the the dreams from my father. I, I don't remember, and again, I haven't read it in—in in some time of him talking about you know his great tradition of studying Jewish literature and the Jewish sages. Uh, and, and try to immerse himself uh, in kind of a Jewish philosophy, uh, that, that doesn't seem part of his experience. So, I mean, at least he would have that if he was claiming that he was, you know, the first Jewish right. president as someone who really studied kind of a, a, ancient Jewish philosophical tradition. We're talking to
0: Jamie Weinstein with uh, fantasticdailycaller.com. I check the website every day, and I'm asking our listeners, Jamie, if they understand what he's trying to say. But here's my yeah. question. Did he ever mention his closeness to Judaism to this guy? In white
2: America, U.S. of KKKA.
0: <laughs> I just wondered what uh, the Reverend Jeremiah Wright would say if Barack Obama had walked up to him in the middle of one of his anti-Semitic, anti-white, anti-American racist rants and said, Well, you know, my personal pastor for 20 years, I'm the closest thing to a Jew you got in this place. And, and you know, it's not only Reverend Wright. That's a that's a great point. It's, it's not only Reverend Wright,
6: who uh, spills, you know, virulently anti-Israel, arguably anti-Semitic rhetoric. Uh, but it's also the people he hung out with were, you know, Bill uh, Ayers, who is, is no pro-Israel uh, mm-hmm. supporter, uh, as well as Edward Said uh, and uh, Rashid Khalidi. These are uh, vehemently anti-Israel uh, uh, activist academics, right. uh, and these were people that you know he would go to dinner with and, and hung out and, and, and respected. Well, I, um, I, I think so you're I'm letting
0: not... I think you're letting Reverend Ryan off the hook by saying that there's any room between him and, and and straight up anti-Semitism. I mean, when you're saying that the Jews won't let me in the White House to see. President Obama, uh, you know, which is at one point he was arguing, and no, you, I assume you know that. You know, that's that he let the he let the Hamas terrorists use the pastor's letter at his church. You know, it was like a like like a newsletter you, know, you send out to all your members about what's you know on God's mind, that kind of thing. And he sent out an anti-Israel, you know, death to Jews screed that included the theory. And I'm not making this up, Jamie. If you went to Reverend Wright's church, you were taught that Israel and South Africa worked together on a secret weapon that only killed brown people. I'm not kidding. So Reverend Wright spent 20 years as a ranting anti-Semite. President Obama spent 20 years in an anti-Semitic church, and now he says he's the closest thing to a Jew in the White House.
6: Well, well, Michael, I think you're right. I, I was being overly generous to Reverend Wright uh in in the in the spirit of argument. Uh, but yeah, no, that what 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 he uh what he said in that church uh over and over again, uh, you know, was not only conspiratorial and showed kind of like a tinfoil hat mentality, of someone right. who doesn't live in the in the real world, uh, but it did verge on this idea that, you know, the Jews control the world and they, you know, they control the powers, they won't let yep. me in the White House. That is an anti-Semitic trope, an ancient anti-Semitic trope, Uh, and and if if he, you know, I haven't read that in a while, and I'm not surprised he said it, Uh, but that is certainly playing into the anti-Semitic trope that uh, the the Jews pull all the strings in the world. And you know, Jamie Um, Weinstein,
0: I have another theory, because you know, this is a quote of a quote. David Axelrod says that President Obama said, I'm the closest thing to a Jew to ever have this office, but maybe he just misheard him.
2: Funny. She doesn't look Jewish.
0: Maybe it was Jewish, <laughs> not Jewish. Yeah, maybe, maybe you know, maybe he's just quoting his favorite line from Spaceballs.
6: Well, there you go. I, that that is a theory I hadn't I hadn't thought of, uh, but I guess it's uh, definitely a possibility. But let me, let me make one more point. The, you know, the president tried to make this point also a little bit, not in the same language, with Jeffrey Goldberg in an interview he did a week or two ago. I forget, uh, and he you know he mentioned that you know anybody who holds Israel to a double standard. Uh, you know, that is kind of, uh, you know, he considers that anti-Semitic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Goldberg went on to say that, oh, you know, uh, the president, because he's infused with Jewish values, holds Israel to a different standard than he holds other countries because he expects it to live up to those Jewish values, which, by the way, last time I checked, holding something to a different standard is, is a double standard. Yes. very everything that he, he thought uh, was anti-Semitic. And, and, and you see this in the interview all the time that it seems like Israel is held. And obviously it's a democracy, mm-hmm. so you would expect more from it. Uh, but this idea that on the peace process, it's Israel's fault, Benjamin Netanyahu's fault, uh, that this fell apart and not the reality when you're dealing with uh, a, 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 a organizations in, in Gaza uh, tied of Fatah in, in the West Bank uh, that calls not only for the destruction of Israel, but the genocide of Jews. Uh, maybe it's not Benjamin Netanyahu's fault, but maybe it's the ideology that's festering uh, in the West Bank and Gaza.
0: Jamie Weinstein, great job at DailyCall.com. As always, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks so much. 844-404-1067. So you tell me, what was, what does President Obama mean when he says, I'm the closest thing to a Jew to ever hold this office? What is he trying to say? And if somebody agrees that he is, in fact, the closest— if you could just explain to me why I'm, I'm not trying to argue. I'm not trying to pick a fight. I'm not even necessarily trying to be critical of the president. I literally don't understand what he's trying to say. You tell me. I'm Michael
2: Graham. Michael Graham now. And the camera at noon on News Radio 1067
0: It's 1021, I'm Michael Graham. Call right now if you are the fourth caller. You've got a pair of tickets to see Barry Manilow this Thursday night. Absolutely. Just call a call right now. Barry Manilow at the Gwinnett Arena this Thursday, June 4th. you got a pair of tickets waiting for you. Call right now. The fourth caller, you'll win. But somebody emailed me, by the way, and says, Graham, you say win. If you're just calling, you're not really winning. Well, it's more like a lottery, I guess. Is that what we're saying? The lot the Atlanta Hawks, they want, they almost won the lottery of NBA, and then they should get taken. Is that why we're having a participation trophy ceremony? But regardless, you want to see um, Barry Manilow tomorrow night. Uh, you got a chance right now just jump on the phone at 844-404-1067 and don't forget every day at eleven forty five, it's the lunch line you finish a line from the news a news story from the show and you win free lunch but well, here's what i'm really truly looking for because i'm not being facetious i'm not trying to pick a fight or make fun of the president i don't understand what the hell he means when he says i'm the closest thing to a jew to ever be in the white house i don't know what I'm I'm lost as a guy who ran campaigns as a guy, a political junkie for years. I'm I don't know what he means. I do know this. Things not looking that great for uh, President Clinton, President Clinton for President uh, Obama or former Secretary of State, Mrs. Bill Clinton. The news poll numbers are in a new CNN poll poll says that more people in America have a favorable view of evil, incompetent Halliburton stooge George W. Bush than they do President Laheim Obama. More people like W than O. Pre- w. Think about how rotten his his reputation is, and think about how he's been bashed, and think about how many things he got wrong. He fifty two percent of Americans see him positively. Only 49% in the CNN poll view Obama positively. Only 46% view him positively in the uh, Washington Post poll that just came out, too. So President Obama's poll numbers are in the tank. Uh, Part of this is because the economy, President Obama is not viewed as doing a great job on the economy, and part of this is uh, the uh, Islamic State, by a 24-point margin, more of you disapprove of how Obama's handling the ISIS mess, then approve. Historically, Obama's standing is below the 56% average of presidential approval ratings. Uh, and his 45% mark in the Washington Post-ABC poll is just is below the average for other two-term presidents at this point in his presidency. So President Obama's poll numbers down, way down. By the way, we do have a winner for the uh, Barry Manilow ticket, so thanks for calling in. We'll have more stuff to give away here on the Michael Graham Show at 844-404-1067, including some Braves tickets. But so you, the president's struggling. His poll numbers are down. If you saw the front page of the AJC, you know that Obamacare, which was supposed to save the average family 2500 bucks, is doing the opposite. The average family is seeing your insurance premiums rise. Obamacare was supposed to quote not add a single penny to the deficit what's well, actually adding billions of pennies to the deficit 100 billion dollars over uh, 10 years uh so your insurance is going up the debt is going up you were promised to keep your doctor you can't keep your doctor uh the world is blowing up ISIS is winning we're losing The job market sucks so bad that last that earlier this year, the first three months, the economy actually got smaller in the middle of a recovery. We shrank. And I wonder if that's not kind of what's behind uh, President Obama's crankiness when it comes to life in general. And that spills over to Israel. The president said
1: to him, quote, you know, I think I'm the closest thing to a Jew that has ever sat in this office.
0: So I think that may be why, but what the reason why this bothers me so much, and it certainly has nothing to do with, I I mean, the fact that my wife is Jewish, I get a little more of the emotional splash because she, I, I, I have never seen her this mad at anyone other than me when she saw this on TV last night. She's like, what the? I mean, think about it. Think about how President Obama has treated Israel. Think about how he's trying desperately to arm Iran with nuclear weapons. Think about how he tried to interfere in Israel's elections. Think about how he's attacked Israel again and again, uh, now threatening to uh, let the U.N. uh, 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 attack Israel by removing our protections from the U.N. And then there's the fact that the guy spent 20 years in this church. In white America,
2: U.S. of KKKA.
0: When you spend 20 years in a church listening to an anti-Semite rant and rave against Israel. No, no, no. Not God bless America. God damn America that's in the Bible. When you spend 20 years in that guy's church and then you announce afterwards, hey, I'm practically Jewish. Mr. President... Yeah, everyone can disagree on healthcare policy, ISIS policy. That's fine, but what the hell are you thinking, man? You of all people, of all the presidents who could stand up and say, "I'm the closest thing to a," he is the farthest. Well, maybe Jimmy Carter, Jimmy Carter and Barack Obama, the two presidents who it is not just stupid to say it; it is shameful to say it, dude. You took your children to a church to be baptized by a man who preached the international Zionist conspiracy secretly running the world you took your kids to a church with a, so i think be baptized by a man who sent out a letter from hamas saying israel's working on secret weapons with south africa to kill brown people dude you went to a lunatic anti semites church for 20 years and now jews why well, practically am one This is like Hitler. (laughs) Jews, I love them. I love to shower with them. Well, I let them go first and turn on the gas. What? No! You can't do this. Barack Obama, I've listened to you say a lot of stupid crap because you're a politician. It's what they do, Republican and Democrat. This is one step too far. Sir, I know Jews. I'm married to a Jew. And you, sir, ain't even close to a Jew. Good morning, it's ten thirty-six. I am Michael Graham. When the Braves score, you win. That is great, great news from our friends at Express Oil and Change and Service Center. And because yesterday was two for Tuesday, the Braves scored six runs. That means twelve dollars off your full service oil change today at Express Oil Change and Service Center. Please take advantage of it. Uh, and don't forget that coming up, you've got your chance to win uh, or to to uh, get a David Justice bobblehead doll on June. Ninth. So make plans now to to check out the Braves on June 9th and bring home a bobblehead, David David Justice Bobblehead. Does it come with the a uh, bobblehead of the Hottie he was married to? What's her name? Um she was in uh uh ugh, I'm totally spacing this out. Yes, Greg Talmadge?
2: Halle Berry. Halle
0: Berry, yeah. Gosh, smoking hot. Didn't she get a million bucks for showing her breastular area in that lame movie? Uh, with John Travolta, um, uh, the swordfish. Snake, swordfish. Yeah, yep. that was it. Didn't she, I think she got she, a million yep. b- dollar bonus yep. for that. You don't have to pay a million dollars. You just go and follow me on Twitter. I am M Graham. It's the Hold a Coke, can't Coke with Your Boobs Challenge that women are doing to raise support for breast cancer treatment, and uh, it's just it's it's the best thing ever. It truly is. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, soccer boy.
6: It was two hundred fifty grand per boob
0: it was five five grand. a grand that's two money well spent money well spent in an otherwise not really watchable movie Halle Berry with no top was uh was my fave moment so uh I want to give you a chance to react to President Obama close, saying I'm the closest thing to a Jew that's ever been in office if you're Jewish I'd be curious to know what you thought of that uh, announcement, eight four 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 zero four one zero six seven. Do you even know what the president is trying to say when he says that? Because that makes absolutely no sense to me. Um, and uh, I, my wife finds it wildly offensive, particularly given the president's treatment of Israel. Uh, but maybe you don't agree. And then there's this question. Why are people so surprised that President Obama and Mrs. Bill Clinton's poll numbers are tanking. Why are they surprised that President Obama is now less popular than George W. Bush? But not only that, he's less popular than George W. Bush was at this point in his presidency. Uh, why are people surprised? I is there something going right that I don't know about? I love bringing you good news. I do. We got a story coming up later. Uh, later about a local guy, uh, a stranger, and what he did for a little kid who was in trouble. And I think that's the America we live in—a nation full of hardworking people who no matter how stupid the government is, you find a way to make money. You find a way to take care of your family. I don't I don't even understand how you do it. And you find a way. So I love good news, but when it comes to the politics part of the world, there isn't. Where's the good news on politics? And I, I love watching these reporters who are stunned at what's happening to Mrs. Bill Clinton's poll numbers. And I'm like, guys, you do know we're talking about Hillary Clinton, right? I mean, it's hardly a shock that people don't like her don't trust her and don't think she can do the job
2: takes hillary clinton's poll numbers heading in the wrong direction of 42
4: Also, oh, Hillary Clinton's numbers plummeting in the last two months. Hillary
6: Clinton's shine has tarnished a little bit just two months after she entered the presidential so race. So Your, your numbers keep falling. Uh, and now only 42% of people say she's
5: honest and trustworthy. I did not realize that this poll actually had her upside down. Never thought I would actually see that. More people have an unfavorable view of Clinton,
1: 50% than at any time since 2001.
5: And then on the favorability, unfavorability question, uh, Jeremy, she's actually upside down on that as well. Early
1: controversies are causing perception problems for her. Several weeks of constant news stories about Clinton Foundation uh, fundraising from foreign countries or about her email server or Benghazi. These things have a cumulative effect that also have clearly impacted her image. So I, and so the
0: deal number- is, I mean, I, I, the press is like, I, I'm like, do you not realize you're talking about Mrs. Bill Clinton? I mean, <laughs> it's hardly a shock that people don't trust her. 57% of Americans say she can't be trusted that she will tell you lies that you can't take her at her word. Why surprised? I don't understand what people are are why uh, uh, why people are shocked. How can you be surprised if you're an Obama supporter that Jewish people are offended when the president announces he's quote the closest thing to a Jew to ever hold this office. Let's ask Yolanda. Yolanda, you're on the air with Michael Graham. Hi, how are you? I'm fine. So what was the president trying to say, do you think? Well, i think
4: um i'm not sure but i think what he's saying is that um considering that a lot of jews are being persecuted worldwide a lot of people have things against jews i think he feels that the world have a lot of things against him too so he feels like a jew a persecuted jew i think that's what he's trying to say
0: so a guy who attended america's best colleges uh you know has worked in politics is a millionaire and it became president of the United States is comparing himself to the people who were gassed in gas chambers and have been hunted out of every country in the world?
4: Oh, I didn't say I agree with him. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say I agree with him. Um, I do think that this is what he's trying to say. To be honest with you, um, okay, I'm a I'm a black woman, mm-hmm. and to be honest with you, I don't see him on the same level as other black people because well not from my neighborhood Mm -hmm. um when you are um if you're having a low income or you're always trying to work yourself out of a barrel when someone comes along especially when they're rich or Mm -hmm. when they're born into a different type of situation you don't feel that they can speak for you and they can't they shouldn't be allowed to claim persecutions they that they've Mm -hmm. never ever came across
0: in other words if you were talking about someone who had a tough upbringing like uh, Jesse Jackson in South Carolina, you know, he he had it tough, uh, or uh, uh, Supreme Court Justice um, uh, uh, Clarence Thomas, who had it tough here in Georgia, you would see the parallel more. But when you have a guy who's kind of, in a lot of ways, had it made, it doesn't fit. Is that what you're trying to say?
4: Well... I really hate the Jesse Jackson. But he, um, he, top, I mean, he, did,
0: he did grow up in a tough situation in, in near Greenville in the Upstate of South Carolina. It's you know I don't agree with his politics, but he did have a tough background.
4: Right, right, okay, yes. When you when you just bring up his background, yes, that mm-hmm. I do agree with. But everything else when it comes to Jesse Jackson, oh my God, is <laughs> no,
0: <laughs> no. Well, Yolanda, thanks so much for the call. Thanks for listening to the show 844-404-1067. Robert just said Michael. I love Jimmy Buffett music and I have a boat. I'm the closest thing to a pirate in the entire city of Atlanta.
2: Michael Graham now in the Kimmer at noon on News Radio 1067.
0: Good morning. It is 1050. I am Michael Graham. Coming up in the next hour, it's something called the Wives Bonus. I've uh, tweeted about it on uh, I am M Graham. It's on my Facebook page, Michael Graham Show, with a wives bonus. Ladies, would you be content getting a slice of your husband's paycheck as the wife's bonus for staying home? We're going to talk about that coming up. Right now, name the player in which to whom, uh, uh, excuse me, name the player. I don't know I don't, who wrote this question. We're giving away a bobblehead doll on June 9th of one of the Braves' great players. Hint: He scored the only run in Game Six of the 1995 World Series that clinched the series of the Braves over the Indians. If you know who this bobble doll, bobblehead doll player is, on June 9th, call right now 844-404-1067, and the first person who has the right answer will win tickets to see the Braves a uh, week from Thursday on the 11th. Uh, Steve McCoy will be hanging out that day as well. But if you want to win those tickets for the June 11th uh, uh, businessman special, excuse me, business general special game, call then. Meanwhile, we're talking about President Obama's claim that he's the closest thing to a Jew to hold the White House. Scott is on News Radio 1067. Scott, what the hell was he talking about?
4: Well, if you think about it, if the conspiracy people are right and he is a Muslim, mm-hmm. then by technicality, he is the closest thing we have because we are related through Abraham. Of course, doesn't mean that he likes us or wants to keep us around. Just like they
0: do. Yeah, you know, my understanding is, if you ask a Muslim, they want they want to tell you they're the farthest thing from a Jew, not the closest thing to a Jew. I mean, Judaism, Christianity, and Islam all have an Abraham connection, right?
4: Right, but well, but only Judaism and Christian, only Judaism and, and and Muslims have a physical one because we are physical descendants of of Abraham. So, well, but Christians
0: they, are all physical descendants of Jews, so. Well, they're in,
4: but they're engrafted in. They're not actual, they're not actual the bloodline. So. Uh,
0: I don't know, but I will say this. Usually when a Muslim talks about the closeness to a Jew, he means he's close enough to hit them with a rifle shot. He usually means I'm, I'm, I'm within grenade range of the Jews. That's what I'm thinking. 844 D is on the air. D, President Obama, is the closest thing to a Jew to serve in the White House. What the heck was he talking about? Interesting
3: point closer to your previous caller. He's just talking about the biblical, physical description, hair texture, nose. He's not talking about bloodline, anything like that. What he was saying, if he admits what he was talking about, the Christian world would go crazy because simply you cannot connect yourself. That's actually racism to say you look like someone so you're closely related to them. Just so because of your hair, texture and the nose.
0: So because he's from, because his family is from Africa, is this? You know, his father is from Africa, and because he's swarthy, that makes him close to a Jew.
3: Oh uh, no, no, no! It has nothing to do. with that. In, the okay, in the Bible, it describes in the Bible describes Jews as having a certain look. If you've seen any depiction of them with their hair and the nose, and some of them are dark fair skin. So if you look at President Obama, you can see the fair skin. You
0: can see the hair. So he says, "Just look at me." He
3: looks looking Jewish. At me, yes,
0: looking at me, dude. I I, I gotta completely disagree with you, D, on that one. Funny,
2: she doesn't look Jewish.
0: I I'm sorry, President Obama does not look Jewish. He doesn't look un-Jewish. Because look around the world. I mean, what the the Russian Jews who fled to Israel, the. Uh the Ethiopian Jews. I mean so I mean I'm I I I just I don't think that's it at all. I think that the caller who said that this was the president, poor me, poor me, I've i I've suffered in America in the evil desert of American hate, the same way that the Jews roamed the desert. I really you listen to Michelle Obama whining, Oh poor me, I've had such a tough life. I'm a multimillionaire married to the president of the United States. Uh ugh. hey, congratulations to Jesse Argo from Noonan. He'll be going to the Braves game uh, on June 11th. It's a noon game. And our good friend Steve McCoy for the morning show will be there hanging out. They'll have stuff to give away. So it's the place to be on June 11th. And I'm open to more theories on the Obama Jewish thing. I just don't uh, don't get it. I'll tell you what else I don't get. The premise of wife bonuses
2: it seems some wives are going around bragging these days about a bonus they're getting that's been granted by their husband wife bonus you like the sound of that
0: some
5: women of privilege are claiming in op-eds articles and even a new book that the wife bonus is a thing it works like this after the wedding she puts the career aside home with the kids he provides the income a percentage of any bonus he gets at work gets passed along as a thank you to the
0: wife who keeps the household humming
7: I think the idea of it is good because I think women end up doing more work in the home with the family. She should not be so excited about getting a, his bonus when he could have given her a gift. would have been more, much more meaningful than to say, listen, you're mine. I own you.
2: That means nothing to me. Here's your bonus. It, it's, it's too cold. My right. bonus was happily married. That was my bonus
0: in life uh ladies how about it how about the idea that you're entitled to a certain percentage of your husband's paycheck if you stay home and raise the kids does this sound like a good idea to you does this sound like an upgrade to you or are you smarter than the people who have put this plan together and you realize that from the vast majority of women this would be a downgrade taking part of the check would not be an improvement what about this idea that you would get a bonus from your husband. Another question How many guys heard the phrase wife bonus and had a completely different idea about how a woman would earn a cash bonus from her husband? I got this 100%, 180 degrees backwards uh, myself. So we're going to talk about that in the coming hour. Plus, we're only half an hour away from Mayor Kasim Reed's participation trophy ceremony for the Atlanta Hawks. Congratulations. If you had fun, you won. Is this a good thing? You tell me. I am Michael Graham.
1: israeli tv channel two the president said to him quote you know i think i'm the closest thing to a jew
2: that has ever sat in this office it seems some wives are going around bragging these days about a bonus they're getting that's been granted by their husband
0: in what many are now calling the ferguson effect murders in atlanta up 32 percent as of mid-may
2: this is the michael graham show on news radio 1067 that's all we needed a jewish princess Funny, she doesn't look Jewish.
0: Good morning, it's eleven oh five on News Radio one oh six seven. I am Michael Graham, your host, MC Star, of the show, renowned spoiler of women, known enemy of the jihad, the geekiest white guy east of the Mississippi River. And if you are in your car right now, on your way down to the participation trophy ceremony at City Hall, Mayor Kasim Reed having humiliated himself by losing the Braves, you know, they're fleeing the city, desperately clinging for some sports street cred now, wrapping his arms around the wildly successful Hawks. By the way, Hawks, way to go. Surprising season. Shocking season. But even though you outperformed expectations, you know what the Hawks won't be doing later this week? Playing for the NBA championship. Forget winning the NBA championship. They won't even be playing for it. And yet we're having a, everybody gets a cupcake trophy. Just a reminder to uh, Mayor Kasim Reed. Sprinkles are for winners. Sprinkles are for winners, Mr. Mayor. Uh, but, so if you're going down to the participation trophy event, please give me a call at 844-404-1067. It starts at 1130. Once you get there, I'd love to know what the mood is at this We Didn't Win rally the let's go watch the Cavs who swept us 4-0 rally. i just like to know what the the mood is. It's the kind of event that Georgia Bulldog fans would never attend because they actually intend to win another national championship. That's how it looks to me, particularly given that a majority of Americans 30 and younger think that everybody should get a trophy when kids have sports, etc. They honestly believe that. A majority of people 30 and younger think there should be Trophies for sprinkles for everyone trophies for everyone. Uh, this is not a good thing. That's my opinion. I'm Michael Graham. Uh, also, as you know, speaking of sports, we you're uh brave station, we've got tickets to the business business person special on June 11th. Uh, Steve McCoy is going to be there. It's going to be a great, great day for baseball at noon. And we'll be giving away tickets uh, again. There's, it's also on June 5th. It's uh father daughter day. Do I have that right? No, June 6th is the Father-Daughter Day at Turner Field, and they got a special ticket package for that. The reason I mention that is because we've got one of my favorite contests ever going on. It's called Stuff My Dad Says. You go to the News you 167 know, contest page, and you enter the phrase that your dad used to say all the time or says all the time that makes you laugh, drives you crazy, just shake your head. And the best of the best will win uh, uh, prizes. We've got a copy of the new book, The Dadly Virtues, which is a great Father's Day gift. It's a collection of profound and funny uh, uh, essays about being a dad. P.J. O'Rourke, absolutely hilarious. Joe Queenan, absolutely hilarious. Jonah Goldberg, Tucker Carlson, some dope from NewsRadio 106.7. And so you have a chance to win that book. And then the big, big, big prize for just in time for Father's Day, which we'll give out the Friday before Father's Day, Includes a premium package of cigars, uh dinner at the Southern gentleman restaurant and the entire man package from eighteen eight men's uh spawn salon, which is where I go for my coff and so it's a, it's a it's a wonderful wonderful experience. men love being dads I think men love being husbands, which is why I was kind of taken aback. By this new trend I just discovered uh, up in New York City, the wealthy kind of elite, you know, Upper East Side wives are involved. Here's the headline from one article in the New York Post. I get a wife bonus and I deserve it. So, S-T-F-U, shut the bleep up. A Polly Phillips, uh, she was, uh, her story was recounted in the, in the new book, Primates of Park Avenue. She was out, she's 32 years old. She gets a 5 Figure check. Every time her husband, a petroleum engineer, gets a bonus, she gets a percentage of his check, cash, straight to her. She was out shopping with it. Will I splurge on the elegant $750 French Navy Chanel ballet pumps I've been lusting after for months, she asks? Or shall I grab a pair of limited edition $800 Louboutins? Louboutin? Louboutin? something with striking red Valentine's hearts on the toe. Actually, I can get both along with my Jimmy Chews, Manolo Blahnik's Diane von Furstenberg's, and Rupert Sanderson's and shove them into my closet crammed with handbags from Prada and Chanel. Why? Because of a job well done from my happy boss, my husband. I cannot imagine a scenario under which my lovely bride Buttercup calls me her boss, happy or happy otherwise but the premise of this is that wives who stay home and raise kids deserve a piece of their husband's check as a cash bonus that means nothing to me here's your bonus it, it's it's too cold right. my bonus was happily married that was exactly my bonus life. that's my take but apparently i'm wrong apparently ladies are ready to sign up for a piece of the cash action
7: i think it's a good idea because staying home is a job.
0: It works like this. After the wedding, she puts her career aside and stays home with the kids. She provides the income. Any percentage of any bonus he gets at work gets passed along as a thank you to the wife for keeping the has- household humming. It's a marriage bonus. And uh, it's it can involve a, a the husband's bonus or it can involve a straight up slice of his paycheck. So. You're married. You have a husband or a wife. What do you think of the idea of a marriage bonus or a wife's bonus? Ladies, how would you feel about getting a slice of your husband's paycheck every two weeks or a slice of his bonus check once a year or whatever? How would you feel about that, actually having a you know percentage of the paycheck that goes to you for being the stay-at-home mom? Does this make sense to you? 844 844- Four zero four one zero six seven. Guys, what would you think if your wife came to you tomorrow and said, Honey, from now on, you keep the money you earn. You just give me a piece of the action as it comes in. Guys, what would your reaction be to a deal like that? And what is that word that usually is used to describe a woman who gives of her uh, domestic skills in exchange for cash remuneration. There's a there's a word that's I'm just trying to, it's in the back of my mind. I can't think of what it was. 844-404-1067. Yes, the wives bonus. That's a thing.
2: Michael Graham now and the Kimmer at noon on News Radio 1067.
3: Oh, she's a gold digger. Way over time.
2: That digs on me. It's
1: 1119.
0: I am Michael Graham. A new book has out talking about how wealthy women live in America. And apparently some of them have got a deal. When their husband gets his paycheck or a bonus check, they get a slice of the cash. Sometimes five figures, sometimes six figures, a piece of their money. that They say is a bonus they earn for being a stay-at-home wife and a stay-at-home mom. One Woman even says the check I get for keeping the boss happy. Close quote. Guys, how many men are like me? When you when you heard that women were getting bonuses from their husbands for happiness, that you were thinking of a totally different, you were thinking, you know how it's like sometimes kids get a uh, a $10 check or a $50 check for every A they bring home? Well, this would be wives getting checks for every B- in another letter that they would bring. Yeah, that's what, that, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking, so I, I don't know. Sexy I, I, I time. Yeah, I can't imagine my lovely Buttercup ever even thinking about doing this. I also wonder how women would feel about the idea that you, your husband would keep his paycheck except for a percentage that you were given. Is that an improvement? Ladies, Cliff, you're on the air with Michael Graham. Are you ready for the wife bonus system? Michael, good morning. Yeah, just
3: uh, something quick here. Wanted to let you know my wife controls about ninety percent of the money already. But the important thing is she controls a hundred percent of the sex. So right. uh, probably not in the minority <laughs> with you there. And uh, one other quick thing: Do I get like a participation? Uh, uh, Forty-five or CD or eight-track Barry Manilow. I, I participated in your little phone deal and didn't win. So just <laughs> wonder if uh, wonder if you could uh, get your screen to send something
2: out. We'll to try
0: me. to give you a participation jingle from the Barry Manilow file for that. You are speaking of participation trophy. There is a participation trophy event going on right now. Mayor Reed giving the Hawks there. You didn't win award, but if you had fun, you won. William is on the line. William, you're on the air. Yeah, thank you, Michael.
3: Great show. I know you heard it. Just one point I think you're somewhat missing about that is Flo still gives the guy ice cream. That is true. And I, unfortunately, had the I've played on horrible teams. I also played on good teams. Mm -hmm. I do respect the Hawks doing a good job at Landon Native myself. But, you know, I I hope you had a good sports team. I don't know. Maybe this reflects. Did you have some losses that you had? Well,
0: I was a Gamecocks fan, so I have suffered oh, nice. and suffered <laughs> and suffered. But now, now that Steve Spurrier has you know changed the whole standing of the team, I can enjoy it because we didn't do fake. Hey, you were seven and four. Hey, remember that Black Magic season back in the day when you had George Rogers, Heisman Trophy winner, and you went ten and one and then lost a bowl game. I mean, that's. As someone said to me as soon as I told them that Mayor Reed was having a, you know, everybody gets a trophy rally. Their first reaction was, doesn't he know they got swept four to nothing? Did he see them lose by 30 points in their last game? Hey, you lost by 30 points. Here's your award. It's embarrassing. And it's disturbing to me because we've got so many young people who expect uh, sprinkles, who expect trophies. And that's kind of uh, frightening to me. I want to hear from some women at 844 what would you say if your husband said to you, baby, how would you feel about a wife bonus? You know what I'm saying? How would you feel, ladies, if your husband said to you, okay, oh, here's what we're going to do. You're going to stay home and raise the kids. You'll get a percentage of my check. W- would that, because you got to keep the boss happy. Would that, would that work for you, ladies? Kenneth, you're on the air with Michael Graham. Hey,
1: Michael, how you doing? I'm doing fine.
5: <laughs> well, here's the percentage. She gets the percentage of the fact that I pay all the bills. Mm-hmm. And I also do put I put money aside. I have two accounts. I have my personal account and I have our joint account. I put a little bit in her account. You know, I know she she's got stuff to do, you mm-hmm. know, with the kids and whatnot. So hey, here you go. She goes grocery shopping. Here's you know here, here's the money. Right. But as far as a bonus goes, what, what do you mean? What are you talking about bonus? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, you know, I do I get a bonus. But you know, hey, that's uh, yeah. I'll save that for later. You know, eventually you'll end up spending it anyway. So you this know.
0: is Kenneth. You have you have obliquely hit upon my point here at eight four 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 zero four one zero six seven. When I first read the story, that guys had a system where they got a check and their wife got part of it. How the hell can I get that deal? I get a check. My wife gets all of it. Money comes in. She spends it. I mean, hey, I go, oh, honey, can I go to the cigar mine have a cigar with my friends? Can I go to to Cigar City Club and? Hang out with the guys, and, and I get a little. Here you go. Here's your. Allow-. I bring the money in. She, I'm in charge of bringing it in. She's in charge of shoveling it out. And that's. I, I had no idea that guys had somehow scammed women into. Well, honey, I'll give you ten percent of it. Oh, really? Ten? If I, I, if I got to keep ten percent of what I earned, I would be stunned. I would know what to do with myself. Eight four 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 zero four one zero six seven uh sandra is on news radio 1067 sandra good morning how are you
7: fine thank you how are you michael i'm
0: fine before we get to the uh the hawks and the trophy thing how would you feel about the idea of getting a bonus from your husband for keeping him happy
7: i think i've learned it but yeah (laughs) that'll be (laughs) fine Yeah, no, he gives me happy. And I do manage most of the money in the house. Exactly. And I would be happy to give it to him if he knew how to manage. Yes. And,
0: and Sam, just my take is most women, if they started getting a percentage of their husband's money, would actually be losing money on the deal because they're getting all the money right now. They don't, yeah. That's exactly. exactly so tell me about, how do you feel about today's participation trophy for the Hawks event?
7: That is ridiculous. I called earlier and, and I couldn't get through but... This goes along with it in my kids' school. If I don't invite every kid in the class to a birthday oh, party, then no one gets invited. Incredible. My kid doesn't even know half of the kids' names. Sure. They're not friends. Right. So I don't invite anybody. So it's it, uh, terrible. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're Sorry. doing the right
0: thing. It's terrible that you have to do that. And are you surprised by this new poll that says that most Americans under 30 expect everyone to get a trophy? Are you surprised I, by that?
7: No, I'm not, but yeah. I'm really, really sad, and I'm just trying to—I'm telling you, my kids are going to be moving the pendulum back to, you know, not everybody gets a trophy by the time they get to Sandra, 20.
0: <laughs> the parents like you who raise kids to win as opposed to just try are going to be the bosses, and the kids who are waiting for their trophy are going to be the employees. Kimberly is on News Radio 106.7. Kimberly, are you ready for a bonus check from your husband? Yes, I would like a bonus check from my husband. <laughs> you would? <laughs> yes 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 um but, so you, you so you you let him keep money now
7: well let me tell you what the dynamics of our um family life okay. is like so i used to make um about eighty thousand, ninety thousand a year
3: mm-hmm.
7: and i love my paycheck i did you know 50 percent of it or more went into the home right with with paycheck but there's a
0: You know what, uh, Kimberly, we're losing your cell. Here's what we do: Try to hang on if you can. We'll try to get you back up. I definitely want to hear from more women and more guys on this. Wives bonus checks. It's the hot new thing coming down the marital pike. You tell me, good news or bad. And if you're at the Hawks participation trophy rally today with Mayor Kasim Reed, please give us a from the scene report. I'm Michael Graham. This podcast of The Michael Graham Show is brought to you by Matt Hermes. If you have a high-end home and you're looking to sell, call Matt at Keller Williams Realty. Matt Hermes specializes in luxury homes in areas like Hamilton Mill, Sugarloaf, Chateau Elan, and more. For more information, visit atlantahomesguru.com forward slash radio.